the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's already Friday. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. And I have an interesting story for you that probably few of you know about. I wouldn't know about it if I were a regular consumer of news, but it's actually a re- somewhat widely reported. This is from ABC News. wonder if uh, you uh, actually saw it. Escaped te- Texas inmate shot dead by police after being accused of killing five. Have you seen that story? Yeah. So, all right, you know me as well as anyone on earth, better than any but one or two. Uh... What do you? What point do you think I want to make? All right. As soon as I say it, you will, of course, know what I was referring to. Then, I don't. I don't. I didn't expect it, but I. I. You know me so well, and we think so similarly. Escaped Texas inmate Gonzalo Lopez was killed by authorities after being accused of murdering five people. That's a a mass murder, my friends. The Leon County Sheriff's Office said in a social media post, he was armed with an AR-15 and a pistol. No officers were injured during the exchange. Now, believe it or not, comes the line. It's one line. It's actually two, four, six, eight words. Just eight words. That is of enormous significance. Lopez, 46, an inmate serving a life sentence. Now you know. People who argue against capital punishment argue primarily that an innocent may be killed, which is entirely accurate, an innocent might be killed. It's extremely unlikely, but it is certainly possible. I have argued against that notion all of my life on behalf of capital punishment for murder, that far more innocents are murdered because we don't have capital punishment then innocence would be murdered if we did have capital punishment. And here is a perfect example. I presume his life sentence was for murder. I don't know what else you get a life sentence for, but on the presumption that it was murder, I have always said there are two circumstances in which the person who would have been executed murders again. A fellow prisoner, which is evil, is not not to mention criminal. How many in prison, knowing they, they can't get out, have any reason not to murder again? Right? Can't get another life sentence, can you? He's serving two life sentences. I always got a kick out of that. I guess these people believe in incarnation. And the other is, if they escape and they murder innocent people in the course of their escape. Well, this just happened in Texas. Five innocent people. Five. How long would it take for the state to execute five innocent people? A hundred years? Fifty years? Twenty years? It's not, it can, at the rate we're going, it's not conceivable 20 years. Four a year, it's inconceivable. So here you have a perfect example just yesterday, or just this past week, of a man who presumably would have been executed had we 
have, now Texas presumably does have execution, but it doesn't matter. He was not executed. It is so difficult to ever execute anybody. There are so many ways to avoid it, so many legal challenges, so long it takes. Five people are dead because this man was alive. He was being transported from Gatesville to Huntsville for a medical appointment. There you go. Take a look, Gonzalo Lopez. See what the uh, what what you can find. By the way, why wasn't this reported? That, that that's a uh, that's a fairly significant number of people for one person to murder at a time. Did the uh, report that I reported to you from the BBC yesterday or the day before of the woman in Charleston, West Virginia, who saw a man shooting a into a party? He would have killed very, very possibly dozens, very almost with certitude, a dozen. But this woman, by by unbelievable good luck and her spectacular courage and aim, was carrying a gun lawfully and killed a man. The Democratic Party does, would not want that woman to have a gun, certainly not carry it around. There will be more death as you have more uh, gun control. That's the assumption because it will be harder if you have it, it, it according not not incremental things like raising the age for an AR-15 from 18 to 21. If I believed that the Democrats would stop at that, I would probably be on board. But they never stop. Never. Is that the information on this man? No. The argument is often made by conservatives and Republicans, they're not always the same, but conservatives, so I'll say conservatives, that there's something awry in the moral logic that Democrats in office have armed guards, but you should not only not have an armed guard because you can't afford one, you can't guard yourself. How often have the police stopped a, a, a shooter in a home, in, in any place? I mean, yeah, they stop him after X number of people are dead. The police come afterwards and shoot the shooter. In the case of Texas, it's, 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 so, it's so angering. It's a double whammy to the parents. The police did nothing. And my child is dead. Anyway, Democrats should certainly not be the ones to uh, complain about the police doing nothing. They would like fewer police, right? That people are re-elected who have argued for reducing the number of police? And and often reelected by the people who are most victims and most likely to be victims of crime gives you the an idea of the power of psychology over logic, feelings over reality that determines so many people's voting. It certainly does for many Democrats. The left has done a spectacularly effective job for generations of leading people to believe that the Republicans are for the rich guy, which is a riot. No, it's not a riot because there's no, nothing funny about it. The Republicans are actually for the middle class guy. The rich are, are far more likely to be Democrats. One eight Prager seven seven six. So just remember that argument with regard to capital punishment. It, it is far more likely that 
capital, no capital punishment leads to more murders of innocents than having capital punishment does. There is no policy, or that's not true, certain policies that have nothing to do with life or death, but there's no policy that is completely safe. You raise the speed limit, more people will die. I don't understand why anybody who's against capital punishment would be for raising the speed limit. If the issue is an innocent will die, then why, why would you ever allow an increase in the speed limit? We shall return. I'm Dennis Prager. Rising interest rates, stock volatility, out-of-control inflation. People are concerned about what the future holds financially. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's no better time than the present to move a portion of your IRA into precious metals. Gold and silver IRAs are more popular than ever, and dealers are advertising heavily for your business. You should know there's a right and a wrong way to set up your precious metals IRA. Mistakes could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in IRS fines. Nick Grovit. Man, I completely trust. Owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion has agreed to send you a concise report about how to set up your IRA and how to get the best bang for your buck. Nick and his team will be happy to help you set up your precious metals IRA or review your current account. Call AmFed Coin and Bullion 800-221-7694 for your free IRA report and all your precious metals needs. AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. So I wanted to share that insight with regard to capital punishment. The guns rhetoric is so politically inspired. It's it's painful, actually, to hear the stuff. People who are surrounded by armed guards, people who hardened the capital, right? Didn't they put up stuff for the first time? You, they Likewise, the Supreme Court, right? Isn't there now fencing and there are guards? But schools should have none. But schools should be completely soft targets. Leftists live in a make-believe world. Make-believe. In a make-believe world, there are no guns in schools. We keep it sweet except in the sexual arena where we hypersexualize children at the age of five, everything that left touches, they, it ruins. It, it, it's, an, it's actually astonishing to always be wrong. I, I personally have not figured it out. Why any human being who cares about children, and I believe they do, they hurt children, but I believe that they emotionally care for children, they terribly hurt children by locking down schools for nearly two years. Terribly. The damage, uh, I don't know if it's irreparable, but it is significant. So they, they're just consistently wrong. And I don't know why. Maybe, well, I'm not going to analyze it. I'm merely telling you that that is the case. Schools should be hardened targets. Kids are as precious as congressmen. There's no knock on congressmen. It's just to say that kids are precious. Why would you not want to protect them? Why would they want you to be weakened in your ability to protect yourself? I'd like to know, I don't know if it's knowable, but I'd like to know the number of times guns have been used, and not not even used in the sense of being shot with. Many times the appearance of a gun will have somebody leave your home. How many people listening think that if you had a home invasion while you were there, it would be stopped by the police? Zero. So, there's no knock on the police. It just takes too long. And how many people would prefer that they had had a weapon but they don't want you to be able to defend yourself. You, the, the average citizen in the eyes of the left is a nothing, is a cog. And the people accept it in Canada, New Zealand, Australia. They accept it. They vote for it. Just take care of me, dear government. 
take care of me, make my decisions for me. Happened in the vaccine issue, happened in the lockdown, happened with the masks. You decide for me. Land of the free and home of the brave has not quite worked out that way. I say with virtual tears in my eyes, having so loved this country, and I still do, but I am so profoundly disappointed in half my fellow citizens. I expected I expected better. It's very rare that I have expectations. In my book on happiness, I have a chapter on not having expectations. Expectations almost always lead to sadness. And by the way, this has led to a certain amount of sadness. I remain a happy man. Ask anyone who works with me. I don't put on an act on the radio. This is who I am. I was going to say I am who I am, but then people will say he thinks he's God. Because God said I am who I am. So I'm not going to say I am who I am, even though I am who I am. (laughs) Why won't the FDA let doctors prescribe fluvoxamine for COVID? Wall Street Journal asks. The collapse of the medical profession morally and medically is another terrible area of American life because entirely because of the left and what it does to doctors. American Medical Association is as woke as Black Lives Matter. Applications for new uses of generic drugs are reviewed under different standards than those for novel treatments. That's what the FDA did this month when it rejected a COVID emergency use authorization application by doctors for the antidepressant fluvoxamine. Early in the pandemic, studies suggested the two antiparasite drugs could be beneficial, specifically hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, both of which I took for months. Got COVID twice. I, I broadcast. I was so well so quickly. Now, may have nothing to do with the fact that I've been taking hydroxychloroquine with zinc and ivermectin. I don't know. They obviously didn't hurt me because they don't hurt you. They're so safe. So at worst, I had a placebo, and at best, I avoided going to the hospital. The media has derided some doctors as quacks for advocating off-label drugs like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Early in the pandemic, studies suggested the two antiparasite drugs could be beneficial. David Bulware, an infectious disease specialist at the University of Minnesota, helped lead four of those trials. So the man is in, in, uh, in good terms. He's highly regarded by the FDA. Yet he now strangely finds himself clashing with the FDA over its rejection of fluvoxamine. I'll read to you what fluvoxamine has done to save lives, and the FDA won't approve it. We'll be back. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, it is. Let's see, folks. 1999 makes it 23 years, almost a quarter of a century, without a single break. 
without a single break. Every Friday, the original lyrics, it's the happy, 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 happy hour. Hey folks, the happy make the world better and the unhappy make it worse. Okay, question, by the way, in light of that, when college makes most kids happier or less happy? I know the answer to that. They walk in, well, now it's earlier, now high schools, but this is not the theme of today's happiness hour, but it is worthy of noting. Ingratitude is the mother of unhappiness. Gratitude is the mother of happiness. And every degree in American universities is in ingratitude. Whatever the degree is, sociology, women's studies, or physics, you get a degree in ingratitude at our colleges. People of the most pampered generation, it's true for mine too. It's not Kids who go to college, generally speaking, very pampered. Compared to people their age in much of the world and certainly before them in the past. So it's the happiness hour. It's a big deal. Last week, I raised the issue of the need for excitement in people's lives and how that is a root cause of virtually every addiction. Gambling, eating, sex, drugs, alcohol. It's exciting. In the recovered or recovering community among the addicted there is that one of the there is a fear that is one of the biggest obstacles to becoming sober it's boring people believe that sobriety is boring and that is something that prevents many of them from becoming sober how am i going to live without these highs. So this is a huge issue in life, and I devoted last week. Your calls were so intelligent and so affirming of my thesis of the pursuit of adrenaline or excitement that I want to resume that discussion. So I am going to ask a question which is a direct result of that topic. How do you get some degree of excitement, or if you will, how do you enjoy daily life? That, the answer to that question is one of the major answers to the problem of happiness. How do you enjoy daily life? That's today's theme. Since people are looking for highs, it means that their daily life bores them. And I have, I have a theory about that. It's when my kids, would, it only happened once because they realized it wasn't going to work. If one of my kids would say, Dad, I'm bored, I would say, no, that's not the case. You're boring. And that ended it. I, it was it was never repeated. I am bored was never said to me again. If you're bored, you're boring. Just for the record. That's true if you're five, and that's true if you're 55. Or as in Sean's case, if you're 95. You're looking good, uh, Sean, by the way. Just for the record, you are looking really good. Whatever your age, if you're bored, you're boring. So how does one, how do you enjoy daily life? How does one enjoy daily life is the is one of the ways of forming the question with regard to happiness. And I would like to offer some answers. One of them is in my book on happiness. Happiness is a serious problem where it's the chapter on the difference between fun and happiness. They're not the same. However, I do note that fun is important. 
It's not the same as happiness. And the pursuit of fun is the opposite of the pursuit of happiness. If you pursue fun, you will you will pursue highs. Roller coasters are a high. Nothing wrong with it. But you will keep pursuing it. And, the, and it'll have to get more exciting and more exciting and more exciting. So a bigger dose, more alcohol, more of whatever it is. Gambling stakes, even higher and more frequent. Whatever the addiction might be. So do not pursue fun. However, here is Prager's magical formula. Take it away, Prager. That is to bring as much fun into daily life as possible. That is a very major formula. And you can ask the people I work with, do I live by that or not? Bringing fun into daily life. Whatever your work, if you are a person who, uh, I don't know, I, what, 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 when I think of the most boring job, do you, <laughs> what do you think if you think of the most boring job? Uh, you think, oh, I don't agree with you. But you're, you're, uh, you're not wrong. I just don't agree that it's the most. He said toll takers. So wait, I'll tell you why a toll taker has a, first of all, they have some interaction with people, even if it's just thank you or whatever, or, you know. So I always try to say something to a toll taker. Uh, in, we, we don't have that almost anywhere in California. Uh, the, the toll taker is the government. So uh, that's a good guess. You know what I think of? I grew up in New York City, and there are, there are a number of tunnels connecting Manhattan to the boroughs. So you have uh, the Queens Midtown Tunnel, you have the, the Holland Tunnel, you have the Lincoln Tunnel. And in those tunnels, there were, I assume there still are, there were booths, because you can't stand uh, outside just to take in the fumes of cars in this confined environment of a tunnel. So a policeman is stationed in a sort of a box, which, of course, he could see through in case something should go awry in the tunnel. And watching cars go by in a tunnel every day, uh, shall we say, I think that is a challenge. So when I think of a boring job, I have to acknowledge that that's, uh, that's a biggie. Here's a question. Can a guy do that and listen to a book or listen to talk radio while doing that, standing and looking at the cars in the tunnel? I mean, what does he have to hear, he, right? I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out a way for even that guy to have something of interest. I, I don't understand people who have the ability to, to listen to things and don't and just stare out. So did you have a nominee, uh, uh, Mr. Producer, for a most boring job? Security guard on the graveyard shift or something like that? A security guard who does the graveyard shift. So that would... so. Like a guy at a, at a at a car lot, yeah. They they have they have security. So he's there all night, and he probably can he listen to a book. Maybe not, because he has to hear in case somebody invades. Yeah. Well, he yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Data entry. Uh, all right. Anyway, the the point that I want to make is in most cases. You can figure out, especially if there are other people, how to how to make it more fun. Uh, I I'll give you an example in my own life. It wasn't a job, but when I was dating, I got married first at uh, 32, so I dated for many years. And of course, everybody has boring dates. There's no, there's no way around it, men, women, both. So what did I do? I decided to make 
a project for myself. Try to figure out why I found somebody boring. And it actually taught me an immense amount. And it made those dates much more interesting. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch. I didn't know what I was getting. I was testing it out to see if I could endorse this company. Am I going to drop calls, have slow internet? Well, I can tell you firsthand the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. If you've been sitting on the fence, time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Just dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. With Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret this. Dial pound 250 and say Dennis Prager. Sign up and save an additional 50% your first month. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager, Happiness Hour, second hour every Friday. How you make the daily enjoyable is a big factor in how happy you will be. People rely on excitement. That's a that's one reason, apropos of the last call caller who offered another reason as well. There are many reasons, obviously, for addictions, but one is it's more exciting than being sober in their minds. How do you stay sober and enjoy life? That's a big uh, dilemma for them. But even people who are not addicted, many will rely on some exciting event for their happiness. And it's the daily that matters. How do you make, how do you inject fun, things you enjoy, into the daily, and not everything that we do is enjoyable? A lot of very good calls, which is par for the course. And what do I do here? They're all good. Mm, Let's go to a clinical psychologist in California. Daniel, hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, this is Daniel. Hi. Just uh, wanted to, I love how you uh, speak in Trinities. You know, you're, you're, um, mm-hmm. you're equal and, and so forth. I have a trinity that I give to my clients about balancing their life. And my premise is that um, as we are, you know, three parts, that we're um, bodies, mind, and heart. You know, we're thinkers, feelers, and doers. We have to do three things to take care of ourselves, and that is to uh, roughly have a third of our life spent in sleep, which is roughly eight hours a day. And that in our waking time, we have to have a balance of work and play. And work is defined as anything that is uh, productive, that you put your hands to, to produce something. A farmer works and toils in the, in the ground to produce, you know, a crop. Um, we work at our jobs to produce a pay- paycheck, or we work at home to produce clean clothes. And it doesn't matter how you feel about it. It only matters that you have a product. And certainly if you enjoy your work, it makes it a lot easier. But um, we have to in, in, um, include play in our lives. That's great. Thank you. That's great. I want to actually build on that. Benjamin Franklin, I believe it was. I'm sure he wasn't the first, but he's the one who made it famous, at least in our country. And that was uh, eight hours sleep or rest, eight hours work, eight hours play. And I remember thinking, eight hours play? How could somebody do eight hours play? And yet it's an interesting thing. I don't think you can, but it's an interesting 
realization because eight hours is nine to five. So if you work nine to five, you've done your eight hours of work. Say you had an hour for lunch, so you work another hour. By the way, if I get eight hours sleep, it's a very, very rare time. So I, I almost never get more than six hours sleep. Uh, but but the different people need different amounts of sleep. I, I don't need that much. But let's say it's eight. So that's very interesting. A third of the day to play. Benjamin Franklin was a very productive man, incredibly productive, as you probably know. If he lived anywhere near what he advocated, then that might have been a secret to Benjamin Franklin's productivity. That's important stuff. Okay, let's see. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Domingo, hello. What's up, Mr. Prager? Well, what was that? What's up, Mr. Prager? Is that what you said? Yuppie uppers. Yuppie uppers. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got. I got to tell you, I listen to you every day, and you know, enlighten and educate, mm-hmm. and that's the brain moving. Right. So, you know, I think I be honestly, as far as happiness, if you don't have a purpose in doing something. You're going to be bored. Purpose, yes. That's a very intelligent point. I thank you. That's right. That uh, should help people who don't have particularly fun jobs, which is most jobs. That, And that's why it's so good to be married and have a family. Because it gives work that is not necessarily all that meaningful or purposeful, a magnificent purpose. I am doing this to support my family. That's a big deal. That can make widget making much more enjoyable. Not the actual act of the widget making, but a sense of Wow, thanks to this, I am feeding my family. I am taking care of my family. That is a good one. That is correct. And Elgin, Illinois, and is it Kyra, Kira? How how do you pronounce your name? Kira. Hi, Dennis. Thank you. You uh, are my guest with me almost every day while I travel all day long. But I wanted to say, if you can relate to this, I visited relatives, my grandmother, my aunt, my uncle, for almost 30 years, daily at first and then weekly in a nursing home. And now everything I do, from washing dishes to feeding birds to right now going to lunch with my grandson, I thoroughly enjoy everything because it, after seeing how it people It gave suffer, you perspective, correct? Thank you, yes. That's right. I have a whole chapter on perspective. King, send out a line of Wayne Gretzky along with Luke Robitaille and Dennis Prager. Gretzky wins the face-off. He gives it to Robitaille. Robitaille gives it to Dennis Prager. Here's Prager to center ice with Gretzky. Two-on-one break. Gretzky back to Prager. He stumbles and falls. That gives Sean more joy than almost anything else in life. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. The hour you set the agenda, whatever's on your mind. But I first want you to take in this music. Boy, I was talking about everyday joys. Music is one of them for me. That should be uh, for a lot of people. Not everybody reacts to music uh, as passionately as I do, but many do. It's one of the most universal forms of joy. 
So that, that would be a good example. Hi, everybody. This is the Irish Southern Channel. Whatever's on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death. Needless to say, about cigars, photography equipment, audio equipment, classical music, and fountain pens. Have you ever met someone And the question in my earphones was, have I ever met anybody who doesn't like music? Yeah, there is one person who, in my life, actually I, was, I have been, I am quite close to, to this day, and it doesn't do much for him, and it always, it always baffled me. It's almost like, do you know anybody who doesn't like pizza? It's on that level. I don't know anyone who doesn't like pizza, by the way. Right? You agree? That, that would that would be an analogous question. How does one not like pizza? Even my my vegetarian wife, who likes approximately eleven foods, likes pizza. I'm not sure it's eleven. I I'm not. I have to when I go home and I try to name eleven foods that my wife likes. My wife is a vegetarian, so that knocks out all meat and fish and fowl. So that's gone. And hates mushrooms. You know what it's like to be a vegetarian who hates mushrooms? Oh, and she's not vegan, but she hates eggs. (laughs) That's right. I don't know if she likes 11 foods. I, on the other hand, I, I have very few foods that I really dislike. Uh, and they're strange. But everybody's, uh, anybody would be idiosyncratic in that way. That, that, that's the definition or, or a, a, an example of an idiosyncrasy. I don't like marshmallows. And I don't like, this is a rare one. I don't like caramel. Like in a caramel sundae. Yeah, I wouldn't eat it. I love, I love, uh, you know, chocolate. Hot, what is it? What do you call it? Fudge. Yeah, I love fudge. Yeah. There you go, everybody. That was not important. However, it is fun, and that's that's what I mean. I I try to live by these theories that I offer you. I I try to make the most serious things I do in my life fun. That is one of the reasons, by the way, that I got into fountain pens, because I used to write out all of my articles and so on. I didn't go straight to keyboard until later in life. Now, it's, it's, it's much easier for me to do that, but I still love writing with a fountain pen. But what I did was, look, it's more fun to write with a fountain pen than with a ballpoint pen, for a lot of reasons I won't get into. And that's pretty much what did it. I'm going to make writing more fun. I never dabbled in quills. That is correct. It was a very legitimate question. He's making himself laugh. By the way, that is an art, which my technical director... Triple G, the gentle Gentile giant, has actually perfected, making himself laugh. By the way, that is not a bad thing. That is actually a good thing. If you can do that for yourself, I'll bet you you're a happier person. All right, let's see what you folks have uh, on my, uh, in mind. By the way, don't be insulted because it's so sad that people might be. It's sad because I... Uh, it's the last thing I have in mind. But if I don't, if I drop your call, there could be a dozen reasons having nothing, and none of them have anything to do with you. I've already covered it. I've covered it too much. I, I don't know anything about it. Sometimes there are calls that are so esoteric, and I'm thinking, why don't they just look up the subject? You know, like, what did you think of the Russo-Japanese War? I, I mean, I have a thought on it, but I'm not sure most people care. All right, here we go. Okay, this is a riot. What camp did I go to in the Poconos? 
Uh, he's in Pennsylvania, Barry. Why are you curious, Barry? Uh, because I went to Mossad. Me too. I did. Oliver Bet. I went to all three. I'm one of the only living people who went to Mossad, Aleph, Bet, and Gimel, A, B, and C. I went to, I went to Bet, stayed away from Schulzinger, thank God, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, had a great time for three years, 61, 62. Yes, that was, I'll prove to you, it was in Dingman's Ferry. Exactly right. All right, there you go. Aleph was in Tannersville, Bet was in Dingman's Ferry, and Gimmel was in Effort. How many people know those three Pennsylvania cities? By the way, Shlomo Schulzinger did a great thing. Don't knock the man. The man founded a phenomenal institution. The reason I'm fluent in Hebrew is that it was a Hebrew-speaking camp. That's all you could speak all day. And... It, it was it was like being in Israel. You, the only way really to learn a language is immersion, and uh, that's what the uh, LDS Church, or the Mormons, do. Uh, do you know that? I think Utah has the most number of people per capita, the the highest percentage of people who speak foreign languages in any state because so many Mormons go on missions and they have to learn the language of the country that they're going on mission to. Yeah, they ha- and they have a phenomenal a school there as well, I believe, uh, teaching uh, teaching these kids. I mean, it's amazing. I'll meet a, I'll meet a Mormon and I'll say, so uh, I assume you went on a mission when you were, when you were younger. That's right. Where'd you go? And, you know, they, they, they'll say, you know, anything. Bulgaria. You, you learned, did you learn Bulgarian? Yeah, I speak it fluently. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Then there, there are people who are sent to Manhattan, which is much harder than Bulgaria. Much, much harder. I bet you you have a, an easier time making a convert in Bulgaria than in Manhattan. That's an interesting question, by the way. I don't know if, I don't know if there's a... Uh, a way to assess that, since one is not a missionary in both. Okay, let's see here. Cranberry, today's Pennsylvania Day. Here we go. Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Jake, is that really a city, Cranberry? Absolutely. Pennsylvania has the weirdest city names. I, I, yeah, the name the, the name of the state's a little weird. Why? Well, just because it's big and long and nobody can spell it. Well, I'll bet you more people can spell Pennsylvania than Tennessee. It's not as easy as Utah, but whatever. All right, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, say a uh, co-worker passes away. And you might have noticed uh, the fellow was a uh, addict, maybe he was a drunk, something. You heard the scandals, you heard the stories of the other uh people besides his wife being around maybe even another family what do you say when that person dies you know what do you say what do you say to whom you mean at the funeral or at a a wake (laughs) i mean where well in 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 that uh, that came up as i was on hold okay other co-workers do you just say "Eh, may rest in peace god yeah i i I would think that i think to the most intimate people in your life you should be free to express whatever you feel but beyond the most intimate circle in one's life what what is gained by uh, bad-mouthing the dead Okay, okay, and I I'm, I'm, again, I'm sitting here on hold, and I'm thinking... And by the way, if, if all you say is, may he rest in peace, people will infer you don't have much good to say about him. <laughs> that'll, that'll work. <laughs> all right, we got some very interesting calls. This is the hour you called in on what is on your mind. Susan, Brooklyn, New York, Hello. Hi, Dennis. This is... Uh, oh, you know who I am. <laughs> right, um, I do. Sorry. It feels like I'm just talking on the phone to somebody. Um, so what I wanted to ask you was my husband of five years, uh, we've been together 10, 
uh, I just found out on Memorial Day night that um, he's been cheating on me for a year. And the only way I found out was because the girl reached out to me because she wanted to apologize. And um, I would just wanted to pick your brain a little bit, uh, talk, ask you about trust, because I just I'm wondering if you think the trust it can be severed beyond repair. We have a little baby, a little one and a half year old. And um, so, you know, I'm open to divorce and I feel like he's still little. So I'm, you know, I don't want this to affect my child. So, but, you know, I also like, if you were to know my husband, you, I mean, everybody is shocked. It's like, it's almost like, I don't know you, but it's almost like if somebody were to say that you did this, <laughs> even like one of my friends was like, I would expect my husband to cheat before this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot so, of questions for you. And, okay. and, and I'm very, I'm very uh, moved that you called me and I'm glad that you did. Okay. So, uh, how old are you? 37. And how old is he? 37. So, let me uh, before I ask anything, I want to just state for everybody there there are many many types of cheating. There's yeah. the one night stand which yeah. th- which this is not. Yeah. Uh there is the pursuit of sex and there is the pursuit of love. Mhm. When it's a year it 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 seems that it's more a pursuit of love, mm-hmm. and uh, what he did is wrong. I mean that that that's that's an obvious. But yeah. <laughs> it, if it happened to me, if my wife had a year affair with a man, I would obviously be hurt and all everything that you're feeling. I think I would also, though, ask why. I know. Of course. That was the first thing. Right. So, okay. So I want to ask you a question. Is is he regretful, apologetic, sorrowful, or not? I mean, how do I know? If it, yes, he is. Okay, I mean, okay, he, okay. He, so he, I know you, you, right. So you don't know if you could trust his so- sorrow and regret. Okay, I, that's a separate question. I just want okay. to at least establish that he is. Yeah. So I, I have to believe you say, why did you do this? What did, what was his answer? So he told me he's been unhappy for three years. And, you know, the funny thing is, is we did actually have a, a deep talk about that you know, maybe four months ago. And he told me finally, I was like, why are you telling me this now? Like, I, I had no idea, you know, these are things I can fix. And, you know, it's funny because it all came down to sex and it's basically everything you ever talk about, about right, how right. I need to be available, all this stuff. And I feel like he's kind of a girl about it, but, <laughs> um, you know, I do, I don't say no to him, but he didn't, he wished that I wanted it more. Like I initiated more. I wanted, he wanted to feel wanted. That was his thing. So I didn't know. So, you know, it's a, I'm not blameless. I know like there's things that have been best cream, I suppose, but that, 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 this was the main thing. Like he's been unhappy and it's because he thinks like he thought I didn't want him. And so this girl, it started out as a friendship, and then right, she wanted she him. Right, uh, and, a, a, yeah, exactly. right, and, and that's yes. the thing. She's young. It's cliche. Unless, years. okay, okay so Chris. this is this. So my general belief is, whether it's the man or the woman who who uh, had the extramarital affair, mm-hmm. that unless the person is just uh, is has a defective, truly defective character, yeah, it. If he does, then then that ends the issue. But if he doesn't, well, does if, if he's mean, a, if if he's a good man who sinned, is different from a, a just a bad man who sins. How do you know, though? Well, well, because I'll tell you. Well, no, no, no. I'll tell you how. how well, how okay. you know? If we removed this year affair, 
Would yeah. you say you're married to a good man? Yeah. Okay, you probably are. So, yeah. the, so the, the it's as tough as it is since you have been hurt. Uh, I don't think you should divorce. I have never believed that uh, that adultery should be an automatic divorce. I, th- I think that that is unproductive. There are so many marriages who have, that have recovered. I think you should talk to people. There's got to be some things like support groups of yeah. people who have been cheated on and who and and it's worked out ultimately i've done whole hours on people calling in saying their marriage ultimately was better than ever after the affair this is not a recommendation for people to have affairs i just want to make that clear but but it is doable and especially with a child if you can make it work so uh as hard as it is since you're the one who was sort of hit by the car it, it, yeah. If you really, really want to stay together, and I hope you do, because you say he's a good man and you have a child, uh, I, I would ask, what did I do to contribute to a good man straying? And I would obviously say the same thing to a man if if a woman did. This this was not a one night stand, and yes, he wants to feel wanted, and you want to feel wanted too. I really, really hope it works out for you. We'll continue. Nice music today, Sean. Very nice. The week, my broadcast week comes to an end after this segment. I enjoyed it. I enjoy every week. I love my work. I do. And that's pretty clear to I think nearly all of you oh what great calls and it's too painful it's too painful let me summarize some don't hang up please let's see here Richmond Virginia Richard George Will wrote a book on conservatism yet voted for Biden what is your take so George Will has done a number of videos for PragerU, and I've always admired him, and I'm sure he's disappointed in me, and I had him on, even though I knew he's such an anti-Trumper, I had him on when his last book was published, I had him on the show, I simply avoided that subject with him, to be honest. See, I've come to the realization in life that... I won't dismiss a person because we differ on on one issue, even if it's a very big issue. I mean, there are some big issues that I, I, I do dismiss people. If he, if he announced America is systemically racist, that lie about America that is so destructive, that, 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 would, that would pretty much end, end the relationship, at least professionally. Uh, but he has not said that. I think it's a terrible mistake on the part of decent conservatives. There are some indecent ones who have really flipped out and, and become bad, bad. Comparing, uh, comparing Donald Trump to Stalin, as one did, is, uh, is sick, is morally sick. Uh, so I just differ there. We Look, I want as many allies as possible. I think... It's incredible to me that that person who so appreciates America could vote for Joe Biden. I mean, that there are Democrats who did they're they're naive about about things, but for a Republican, so that's an issue. Kevin in North Hollywood wants to know why we don't celebrate non-European contributions like Hindu Hindus and Arabs in math. Who doesn't celebrate them? Wherever they are appropriate, they're celebrated. I don't have any issue, and I don't think most people do. I'd love to have heard from John in Columbus, Ohio, who was a recovering addict. It's a subject of great interest to me. So, folks, go to the Dennis and Julie podcast. You'll you'll love it. And uh, go to PragerDebate.com for my debate next week on human nature. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.